Sometimes you won't know what a person has accomplished or overcome until you get the chance to hear their story. I've realized that being grateful takes being intentional. And it's inspiring when you learn what others are grateful for. Welcome to the I Am Grateful For podcast. I am Hope Lavender. I Am Grateful For hopes to encourage people to think about what they're grateful for despite hardships and difficult situations. To choose to look past the negativity and the temptation to spread it by facilitating an atmosphere of gratitude instead. We aren't denying that life is hard and unfortunate things happen, but we are hoping to share the joy of knowing that nonetheless we can still find something to be grateful for. On this podcast, you will hear stories from people from all walks of life about the places they've been, the decisions they've made, and how those decisions have shaped them into the person they are today. So let's jump into today's episode. Hey listeners, welcome back to the I Am Grateful For podcast. Excited to share this interview with you guys as some of you all have known and for those who are new and visiting for the first time, we've been doing a season specifically to share celebrating Black stories. With everything going on earlier in this year, a lot came to the surface of just um, how different people can be treated based off of the color of their skin and how our nation's still learning how to heal through some of that. And just bringing people together through seeing, wow, like despite our skin color, we have so much more in common than we do different. When I slow down and I listen to your story and get to know that you're human. (laughs) And so we're taking a little bit of a pause for that for a special interview with Ron Sachs from Sachs Media Group here in Tallahassee, Florida. They're doing a really awesome campaign called Share Gratitude 2020 and with everything in this year, I just felt like it was really appropriate to kind of take a pause on this season and really spread the word about such a great campaign. The fact that Ron and I even met was purely God. I think it was a really special connection. We have never met prior to this interview, but yet it was so easy to talk to him. He's absolutely hilarious and very personable. And we just laughed over the fact that there are so many signs that we can miss in the world, but sometimes if we don't slow down, we don't always get to see them. And I think one of the signs that I found intriguing about how Ron and I even met was that I joined a professional organization here in Tallahassee this year. And one of the board members heard about my podcast and reached out to a coworker saying, Hey, I know of a girl in Tallahassee, just like we are, who's got a whole podcast centered around gratitude and we're trying to do this campaign and I think you should reach out to her and she did and and the whole purpose behind the campaign is to really validate that this has been a really challenging year for all of us um, not just in our nation but in our world but yet if we slow down there's still things that I think all of us have realized what we can really still give thanks for um, the things that we can be grateful for despite how hard and challenging 2020 has been And so the Share Gratitude 2020 campaign is something that's not just going to be featured by Saks Media Group, but it's also partnered with American newspapers where people will be sharing what they're grateful for through little clips and videos and photos and messages. We just really wanted to spread the word. Um, So for those that are listening, we'd love if you, after this interview, could post what you're grateful for at Share Gratitude 2020 
and let your friends and family know about it. Um, but we'll have more details at the end to recap how you can go about doing that. But as always, thanks for making time out of your day to check out the I Am Grateful For podcast. Hey, Ron, thank you so much for making time. I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about the Share Gratitude 2020 campaign and what sparked that start. I will, but first let me just say thank you for uh, the kind invitation to join you. And thank you for being named Hope. That was my late mother's name. So I'm very fond of that name. Uh, it's unusual, but it's such an uplifting thing. And not a surprise that you, this Hope, uh, had the brilliant idea several years ago to create uh, this kind of content uh, to help people tap into an attitude of gratitude year round. Uh, first of all, it was visionary uh, and that you've been consistent in doing it. I salute you, I praise you because uh, you know, my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving, but I think that gratitude is too good to be reserved for just one day a year. And you've proved that by what you've built. And um, I hope uh, you have a, a great and growing following. So I think uh, when the stories are written and they're already being written about 2020, we will all look back and say, this has been the hardest year of our lives as uh, for many individuals, for many families, for many communities, for many companies, uh, for our country, for the world. Uh, I'm a lot older than you. I've uh, lived a lot longer. I was born in 1950. You can do the math on that. And uh, I can't remember a year that was this prolonged in its challenges and difficulties. And um, if you had told any of us in January or February that we'd be in December in this prolonged pandemic and the trajectory, the downward trajectory, it seemed to be taking our lives in terms of the normal things that we used to define quality of life by, I think we would have wide agreement that, yeah, this has been the hardest year of our lives. And if you had asked us in January, February, do you think we can do it? Do you think you can go nine months, 10 months or more, because we're looking at this lipping into several months of 2021. Do you think you could do this? Do you think you could forego normal holidays, normal vacations, movies, sporting events, concerts, the things that were the icing on quality of life, but too often, I think we define those things as the measures of quality of life. They really aren't, except for the family things. They're, they're niceties, they're nice to haves, but we've all learned they're not gotta haves because we haven't had them, more than not, and we've been pretty much okay. And in some respects, as we were approaching Thanksgiving several weeks ago, uh, which again is my favorite holiday, I said to our staff, you know, we're a 25 year old company that does public relations, public affairs, crisis management, digital, web design, graphic design, video production. What could we do to kind of lift people's spirits and without getting too grandiose, what could we do to put some positivity out there to create uh, a viral campaign, a healthy virus of positivity uh, around thankfulness? We didn't really know about you yet, Hope, you know, but. So uh, one of our uh, brilliant young uh, execs, uh, uh, Shaniqua Major, who loves to go by the name Major, came up with the idea of let's, let's spread gratitude around. Let's have people express their gratitude and encourage their family, friends, colleagues, and even strangers to reflect on their gratitude. Let's spread that gratitude. So we came up with the name Share Gratitude 2020, and that's the website we created, sharegratitude2020.com. I reached out to a good friend who happens to be the president and CEO 
of a national trade group called America's Newspapers, I said, hey, if you joined us in this, it could be much bigger. You know, I'm not trying to be grandiose, but you know, we're a Florida-based company and you know, we could create something that went statewide. But I, I really thought maybe we could go bigger here. Go bigger because people needed something uplifting. So uh, they met their board and uh, they agreed that they loved the campaign. So uh, more than 150 newspapers around the country are participating in the Share Gratitude 2020 campaign. So our website, sharegratitude2020.com, has lots of photos and messages from people sharing their gratitude. And it, it's not about sporting events and concerts and presents. It's about those fundamental values that we're all back into appreciating. Family, faith, friends, good health, um, just uh, nature, God. And uh, it's, it's, you know, the silver lining in this terribly difficult time has been rekindling that recognition by all of us that these are the things that really define quality of life. And they always have, but sometimes you lose sight of them because you get complacent or take them for granted that they're always there. Well, now they're there more than ever because uh, we've embraced them as the things that enrich our lives. So um, the newspapers that are participating are having their readers post um, stills and bullet points and videos. If you go uh, for your uh, loyal audience, to sharegratitude2020.com. It's pretty simple to post your own photo or video and thoughts, but I ask you all to please look for a little four-year-old girl named Samantha, uh, mm. Samantha Cohn, who is the daughter of one of my colleague business partners here. And they put a video phone on her and said, tell us what you're thankful for, Samantha. And stream of consciousness, she just starts blurting out everything in her line of sight around her room. At one point, like her hair clip, at one point, she says, and I'm, I'm thankful for the sky. And so, you know, she rolls her mom and dad in there um, and ends with the, uh, and my birthday hat. Oh, yeah, and my birthday hat. So it's just that uh, from the mouths of babes, right, from this little four-year-old girl, she's grateful for anything and everything. So that attitude of gratitude that you have been helping people tap into for years, Hope, uh, we wanted to be a part of that, too. And so sharegratitude2020.com is what we created and launched uh, the week before Thanksgiving. And it's now a positive virus out in the country. Man, thank you so much, Ron, for sharing about just your love for Thanksgiving and just being able to even throw out to your colleagues, like, hey, what could we do to throw something positive out in 2020? There's been a lot of challenging things, a lot of hard things, but still a lot of things that we can slow down and be grateful for. Um, and what a cool way to not just do it within SACT Media, but make it bigger, share it, nationwide to get newspapers to share articles and videos and little clips about different people so that when they flip through or even if they go to sharegratitude2020.com they can see the pictures and the videos and the thoughts. I know I saw a couple on there that were really moving whether it was people who got engaged or people who you know were sick this year but being yes. able to recover and it's just moving because you don't always know those things unless you slow down enough to really talk to people and see like, hey, what are you grateful for? Even if it is a four-year-old. So I definitely look forward to hearing and what she's I thankful think, uh, for. Among your, among your audience, even if people uh, choose not to post something themselves, I think they would feel enriched. They'd find a smile on their face and in their heart and in their soul by reading, uh, seeing, and listening to some of these postings from others. And in the end, it might yeah. prompt them to want to share back too. 
Yeah, I know. I definitely felt that way when I checked out the website. I think it's such a cool idea that you guys are doing this and I'm excited to, to share it. By the way, the calendar for this, you know, is going to extend through the holidays, not just for Thanksgiving, obviously, and into uh, January of 2021. Uh, and then, you know, we'll leave it up there. So someone who might find it through a search says, well, oh, that's nice. I think I'll post something. But it was intended to get us through the holidays of this hardest year and help us start yeah. a new year. Hopefully, I like saying hopefully to you, hope. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, with more hope for 2021 uh, being a better year than we've had. Yeah, no, I think this is definitely needed for our country and just for the world right now, just to slow down enough to say, man, despite these challenges, what can we look for as, as not only in ourselves of what we're grateful for, but even in the lives of people around us, um, like you said, friends, family, coworkers, strangers, and for you, like, what have been some of those challenges for you this year in 2020? And how has gratitude pushed you through those, those moments? Well, as the uh, CEO of a almost 25-year-old company with about 30 employees and interns, um, mm. if you said to me in January, I'll go back to this before we knew COVID was going to become such a big um, issue, defining our, our daily lives in many ways, certainly changing our, our calendar, changing our daily schedules, would you be comfortable as an old-fashioned guy with most of your staff working from home if there were no COVID? My answer would have been, heck no. I would not be comfortable with that. Well, you know, most of our employees have been working from home since March. And the irony is people are working harder than ever. Uh, there's none of those things that Jerry Seinfeld would call the stop and chat in the office. Like I'm walking by Hope's desk. Hey, Hope, how you doing? You want to grab a cup of coffee and catch up about what you're doing this weekend, which are fine things to do. Take those little mental health breaks. We have to remind people to take a break. So people have proved uh, they're reliable, they're loyal, they're extremely productive. If anything, uh, you know, we've had to make sure that they were safe. My number one priority is the safety and well-being of everyone on our team. So when we've had small meetings in person, it's only a few people, mass, safe distanced. Uh, we've, we've done some things to try and help our team through this uh, difficult time, to try and help local businesses that have been challenged, like local restaurants. We've made some meal deals. So four or five restaurants in town every two or three weeks, we'd pick one and prepay a dinner for four for our entire staff. We would pay wow. the restaurant the money. And, you know, if it's a, a giant tray of lasagna, the restaurant's getting a pretty good margin on that meal deal. But then my staff could call the restaurant and say, hey, this is, uh, this is Ron Sachs with Sachs Media. I'd like to come pick up my, you know, chicken marsala. And, uh, and then you go pick it up safely take it home and feed your family. So we've done two things. We've shown some love to our team and their families and shown some love to some challenged local restaurants. And uh, we've tried to do things like that, just little gestures that are meaningful on two sides. And, uh, but I'll say as a businessman, it's been a very challenging year. My job is to make sure everybody can get paid and take care of themselves and their family. And some of our clients, because of their own difficulties, you know, had to hit the pause button on using our services or ask for a fee reduction or 
or had to uh, leave altogether because of their own financial challenges and difficulties. But just as surely we've been grateful that what we do for a living help people tell their story to multiple audiences. Some of our clients and new clients needed help to do that, particularly nursing home and elder care facilities that are a big, good part of our business. Uh, so we are still doing work like that for those in that industry that are handling that most vulnerable population when there isn't a pandemic and they are most susceptible and vulnerable to the pandemic. So it's been a challenge to keep the business going, but as we approach our 25th anniversary in February, we're looking forward to the second 25 years and uh, we will get through this. I, I think again, the silver lining is that we are stronger than we knew. We have more stability than we knew. We have more capacity to help other people, even as we're going through some difficult times. And as you referenced from some of the postings on our sharegratitude2020.com site, uh, I wouldn't say there, but for the grace of God, there's always someone that's in a tougher situation than we are in. Being mindful of that more than ever, it's kind of hard to complain when it's still, you know, in my own gratitude posting, you know, when I said I was grateful for, I'm grateful for the gift of life. I'm grateful for not just the, the good things, I'm, I'm grateful for the difficulties and the challenges. Uh, you learn more from them. Um, my three daughters are all in their 30s and uh, my job is not done with them. Uh, as, <laughs> as my mother would say up until her dying day, she wasn't done mothering me. But I try to tell young people who work with me and, and friends, kids and friends, and but particularly my own children, I really won't be able to rest until I know that you know that the secret to life is appreciating the simple things and the other secret to appreciating the simple and best things is to know that life is about solving problems. Mm -hmm. Life isn't about Christmas morning every day because if every day was like Christmas morning, it would <laughs> cease to mean much to us, right? But yeah. a good day sometimes can be defined by, I didn't have any problems today. A good day, a happy day sometimes can be defined by, I had a problem today, but I did not let it beat me. Not finished working on it, but I am working on it. Or a good day is I solved a problem today. So I think it's best defined by my middle daughter. Many years ago, she was driving on I-75 near Gainesville and called me. She said, Dad, my car broke down. I'm near Lake City. Uh, can you help me? And I said, well, Amy, you, you have a AAA membership card, don't you? She said, well, yeah. I said, have you called them yet? She said, no, I thought I should call you first. I said, well, Amy, I'm not skilled in that area. And I'm also geographically undesirable for helping you I'm far away. <laughs> call AAA, start solving the problem and call me when the solution is underway. She said, okay. So <laughs> I think, I think uh, having that solve problem attitude is one of the ways you can appreciate life more because uh, we're going to have problems. There's no one who's not going to be visited by physical or fiscal problems unless they're healthy forever, which no one is, or wealthy forever. And so most of us have to really find a way to solve problems. And I think that is another way to tap into an attitude of gratitude. So for us, we feel comfortable as we hit the end of this year that our business is still going strong. Uh, no one missed a day of pay or a day of work here. We didn't have to lay wow. anybody off, thank God. We've even made yeah. a couple of hires in the latter part of the year. So we're very hopeful, hope that uh, 2021 is going to help us begin our second 25 years and help us thrive so that we can take care of uh, our people, but also our clients. We have a real passion for them Many of them are public uh, sector entities or not-for-profit entities or companies and all involved in good work and uh, helping them 
get their message out is part of what we do. Man, that's amazing, Ron, just to hear about how even you've had to manage working in the midst of a pandemic, not just yourself, but you have, you know, 30 other employers, you have other offices that you're helping with, that you still were able to not only take care of your staff, but even give back to the local Tallahassee community. Because I know being a local resident of Tallahassee, just seeing different businesses closed down and restaurants that we love, how hard that was, because it was like, man, I love going to that place. I'm so sad that they weren't able to push through. But it really has been beautiful to see how the, the community of Tallahassee is pulled together and just said, no, we don't want to continue to let our local businesses shut down. And seeing people on social media be like, hey, go to this restaurant, order whatever you can, like support this small business and that Absolutely. you were able to do that. Even when it could have been easy to be like, oh, I need to pull back. I need to hold on tight to what I have because I don't know if we'll have enough to get through this year that you guys were open hands, generous, not only to your the staff and their families, but even these local businesses in Tallahassee and, and with your clients too, um, and adjusting and being flexible. Because I can imagine, you know, when, you're work, when your primary business is focused on helping the communications and sharing the stories of your clients, you care about them because you know what they love to do and you want to help them continue to spread that message. So when it's limited based off of finances or resources, there is a sadness that comes with that too. But being able to say, hey, we understand where you're at, and even inviting new clients to come on board and help share their message. So on that note of just sharing the stories of, of these companies that you've worked with along the years, um, and aside from 2020, what have been some of the, the key moments of helping you get into this path of communications and just sharing people's stories? Oh. Uh, you know, some people are gifted athletes or artists. Uh, uh, I'm okay athletically. You know, I was on more likely to be on the newspaper team than the football team growing up. So I, I had, uh, I just had natural abilities at uh, talking you know, and writing. Uh, and developed a passion for those things. So I was, uh, you know, always involved in the school newspaper everywhere I ever was, elementary school, middle school, high school, was the editor of all those papers, editor of my college newspaper, was a Miami Herald reporter, my dream job right out of college. And so I learned uh, early on, I've never liked the phrase fake news. I think it's a manufactured phrase by, by political people for political purpose, but mainstream legacy news organizations that deal in the facts and the truth are very important to our democracy, to our way of life, to understanding what's going on in our country, our community, our world. They're under attack right now, as if they're the enemy. Uh, there are some media entities that tell the story tilted one way or the other, right or left. And I think people need to be better consumers of news, avail themselves from a number of diverse sources so they can make up their own mind rather than have it made up for them. But I learned early on in my love for journalism, I, I thought I was either going to go into politics or media because I love both of them. But I was able to show myself with my journalism that you could change things for the better just by dealing with the facts and the truth. And whether it was outing uh, racist policies by a hotel in Gainesville mm -hmm. when I was a student at the University of Florida where they were yeah. charging black guests more than white guests and 
weren't allowing black guests to stay in the newer wing of the hotel. And this was a management policy. And a student uh, who worked at the hotel basically was the whistleblower who came to our newspaper, our college newspaper, told us, gave us the evidence. We made a front page story out of it. The Justice Department got involved in shutting it down until they changed their policies. So here, wow. a little college newspaper outs racist policies of inequality from a, a, you know, a hospitality private sector entity and was able to force change. We force change not by being opinionated, but by just uncovering the facts and the truth. So that just showed me the powerful possibilities with journalism and, and being a news person. So I spent a good part of my career uh, in the news business, newspaper, magazine, radio, and television. I think the most important skills I acquired after college were how to write for television because it's a much shorter language, you know, sometimes not even complete sentences writing for television, but powerful medium, uh, even online as with your podcast, you know, if you throw in the video component, it's got another dimension to it. So frankly, I've, I've used my communications abilities to write everything from uh, menus for brand new restaurants, you know, that wanted some funky sounding entrees to state speeches for two Florida governors or speeches for Fortune 500 CEOs. So our, our team of 30 people are professional communicators. We help people put their best foot forward in getting their story out there. And uh, I would say that uh, to me, uh, being a communicator is the best way to affect change, as long as you're dealing with the facts and the truth. And so while I still love politics, we've applied our communication skills in the realm of public affairs to help uh, pass good policies, stop bad mm -hmm. policies, not just for our clients, but sometimes for our community. So the half penny sales tax for schools here in Leon County, we donated the uh, media campaign both times when it was overwhelmingly passed under Bill Monford when he was superintendent and under Jackie Pons when the sales tax was, was extended. And so too, we donate our pro bono services to lots of good purposes because I have this saying where I think that the greatest profit that we actually take in our business is measured in what we give back to the community. Mm. So sharegratitude2020.com is part of that giving back. Wow. Yeah, it definitely is amazing to see. It's amazing to see your passion start from an early age and it just that you were able to kind of grip it at the reins and just go. And it didn't stop only when you were a kid, but it kind of went through the different stages of life, even to college and, and past that. I um, really admire that you guys were able to make such a big change in Gainesville. I know I had an uncle who was one of the first African-Americans who went to UF when integration was happening and just how hard of a transition that was for him um, because it looked good on paper, but you didn't always see the the way that people treated each other on the ground. Yeah. Um, and to see that 
you know, someone was willing to be honest and really share the facts of like, this is what's happening. And this isn't just me trying to, you know, get revenge on this company, but this is the policies that we have to abide by. How can we actually do something to change that um, and treat people with justice, regardless of what color they are, where they come from, or their age or their financial situation, their financial situation um, is really amazing. And, And I also appreciate you touching on just like, the phrase fake news, um, especially with this generation. I know that you talked, we talked both, I know that we both spoke about how social media can be such a platform for people to communicate and get information, but sometimes it can be really overwhelming to know what's true or what's not. And so I appreciate your perspective of someone who's in the industry of, hey, there the news media is also being attacked in the sense that there are people who really want to share what's the truth. and it's hard when people are bashing these institutions that really care about the facts and the true stories. And we can learn how to be grateful for those institutions and those people who are really don't have a motive and just really want to uncover what's real. Well, and you've also touched on something I'd like to spend a little time talking about with you. Uh, You know, whether it's the pandemic or the Black Lives Matter uh, issues uh, that are significant, that were kicked up particularly specifically uh, by the murder of George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. These issues have been around a long time, but one of the things we'll remember from 2020 is that the modern civil rights movement is now defined uh, by rooting out institutional racism, not just in law enforcement, where I believe most law enforcement officers are good people who get up every day with the intent to protect and serve, uh, but it's that minority of them who don't do it the right way, that must be, you know, reformed, changed, uh, or not even in that profession. So to the institutional racism and other institutions uh, in our, our life. So diversity and inclusion issues, we're, we're committed to it for our company, for our profession, for our community, and we're not where we should be on lots of these things. So we're trying to learn from those minority members of our staff what they think we can do better and differently. And we're trying to aim higher, be more ambitious in our goal setting for these things. But I would say what I'm encouraged about is that notwithstanding the meanness of politics today and the demonizing of of the other side of issues, we need to get back to where we can civilly discuss things without being mean about it. You, You can disagree with me but I don't know, I have to hate you because of it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think we need to find that soulful part of our political and civil dialogue and return to it and let that be another positive virus we spread around the country because we've been in a mean era, um, whether it's the politics of the pandemic or the politics of civil rights, we need to be able to deal with these issues without going extreme and demonizing the people that disagree with us. That's really deep. I definitely agree. And I've seen some of the same things, the way that, you know, whether it's social media is, I feel like a big platform for it, but it's like, I have my say. And if you don't agree, then I'm canceling you. I know the term of people being canceled has come out this year as well. I don't want anything to do with you. And I can't associate with you if you think differently than me, instead of just slowing down enough to see like, wow, we're we're all human. <laughs> we all have struggles. We all have hardships. And I know we were talking earlier about that, even though people have, like, we were talking earlier about 
that doesn't matter how much money you have or how old you are, or how young you are, that we all have issues and whether that's through health or finances and problems that come our way. But yeah, we don't have to let that define us. And if we listen to each other and we get to know each other, we see sometimes like, wow, we have a lot more in common than we do different. Or I didn't know that about you and the experience that you went through. And if I am willing to hear you versus just, I need to say what I need to say and I'm not gonna hear what you have to say. We could miss so much about connecting with one another. So thank you for just sharing how gratitude can be one of those links that allow us to grow closer to each other and learn more about each other from a humble perspective. As we transition to our final question for this time together, we shared a lot of really great golden nuggets with already with us of just being able to appreciate life and the importance of problem solving and how that can actually be a great thing with, depending on how we view it. Or caring more about the people around you and their families or the community that you're a part of and how to strengthen it. Are there any other golden nuggets that you'd like to leave our listeners with as we approach the end of 2020 and start the new year? Yeah, I, I think, uh, and I like that you call them golden nuggets. Uh, for me, it would be that uh, I don't have to win and I don't need for you to lose for us to have a good dialogue about something. And our country's uh, evolution as a democracy uh, has been founded upon the principle of compromise. And if you read up on political compromise, when both sides walk away a little disappointed uh, with the solution, it means the solution was reached, okay? But when both sides, if they're two thorny, uh, extreme different sides of an issue, insist on having it all their way, no solution comes about. And the problem is not resolved. In fact, it festers and sometimes worsens. So compromise is not a bad thing. It is, is the thing that helps make small and large progress. And the political era that we're hopefully seeing come to an end and a new political era that's going to begin, compromise is gonna to have to be a part of it. There's still a huge divide in our country. Uh, if 70, almost 80 million people voted for Joe Biden, most ever for someone, but more people voted for Donald Trump than anybody for president other than Joe Biden this time. The, company, the country is, is pretty sharply divided. We need to get back to those basics and this attitude of gratitude that we're trying to tap into is part of how you get there. You, you just remember that uh, family, faith, friends, good health, helping people who need a, a helping hand. These are the things that really enrich our lives. I, you know, my wife and I have a place at the coast about 50 miles from here. And I, I get up early every day that we're there to see the sunrise because it's a life affirming thing to me. We didn't make that, you know. God made that. And uh, it is a yeah. wonder in our every day if we just stop long enough to, to witness it, you know? And there yeah. are other uh, beautiful things, miracles all around us, the uh, blossoming of a flower. Honest to goodness, uh, you know, seeing a cardinal, uh, you know, on my bird bath, uh, you know, bathe itself is, is just a joyful thing. Now, if I had movies to go to and sporting events, maybe I'm not slowing down enough to notice that by sitting in my backyard. So, as difficult as this time has been, the silver lining has been, we're making it through it, we're helping each other through it, and we think better times are going to be ahead. We just need to stay strong, stay kind, and help others, and tap in every day to an attitude of gratitude. Awesome, thank you so much, Ron, for just sharing those essential reminders of slowing down, 
compromising with one another and just really staying kind, staying grateful, um, not losing that part of who we are and who we are created to be. So thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Well, I've enjoyed and this time. Look, me too. And I'm looking forward to staying in touch with you and learning more about you and your family. But thank you for being the hope in my day today. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Ron. God bless you and your family. Happy holidays to all. And let's see 2021 be a better year. So share your gratitude at sharegratitude2020.com where you can add your name, where you're from, and post a photo or video of what you're grateful for. And once you've uploaded that, make sure to tell your friends and family on your social media accounts by clicking any of the share buttons and tag three people and include the hashtag sharegratitude2020. Thanks again for checking out this interview and I'm looking forward to see what you're grateful for. Have a happy holidays.